Hi, this is Chris Westfall, and this is the Financial Executive Podcast. In 2019, the banking industry was on the cusp of adopting one of the most transformative changes to their capital accounting measures, called the Current Expected Credit Loss, or CECL model. But on the way to making CECL a reality, the COVID-19 pandemic hit, causing delays. CECL continues to remain at the top of mind for financial executives in the banking industry. And in this episode of the podcast, we speak to two professionals from the American Bankers Association. They're right at the forefront of those adoption efforts. Michael Goulet, Senior Vice President of Tax and Accounting, and Joshua Stein, Vice President, Accounting and Financial Management. So thanks, thanks for both of you for joining us today. Um, you know, very specific or very targeted discussion um, on the impact of Cecil and and on the uh, finance and on banks. And um, I, my first question is sort of a, sort of a standard, uh, you know, setting the table, so to speak. And then, um, so the other question is, how would you describe where banks are and, and financial financial institutions in general? It doesn't necessarily have to be banks. Uh, in their CECL implementation at this point. So I don't know who wants to start off with that question. Yeah, I'll go ahead and take that. Um, thanks, Chris. And uh, just again, as the American Bankers Association, I, I think my answer will focus on banks. Um, yeah. I realize that there are a whole host of other financial institutions, um, but I just wanted to, to clarify that that I'll, I'll be discussing banks just because because that's, that's our membership. That's what I deal right. with. That's what I know. So... Um, but uh, speaking of banks, uh, we did have uh, a little more than a, a couple of hundred banks are, are now on CECL. Uh, it is the majority of assets uh, at banks because it's the largest banks, the public banks. Um, and so in terms of where they're at in their implementation, they're implemented, adopted. Um, there are still some ongoing, um, you know, kind of tweaking practice, making sure that they're communicating uh, as effectively as they can with investors, uh, making sure that, you know, the SEC is 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 in there currently reviewing disclosures. And I think they've been pretty happy so far, but, you know, they always, as a regulator, they'll, you know, they'll, they'll want to kind of get people on the same page uh, when it comes to disclosures and, and those types of things. Another area where the banks that have that are currently on CECL is, you know, there's still some back and forth uh, with the PCOB getting all on the same page as to uh, what's required, what's most appropriate for, um, you know, particularly audit documentation. But, but just again, there's anytime you have a major new standard, there's um, a bit of a dance for a, a couple of years uh, as that standard gets implemented. For the majority of banks which have not implemented, um, we see a, a wide range of, of readiness. I mean, we're definitely familiar with banks that are already running parallel, um, are, are, are pretty um, you know, well into, I don't want to say done because you're never really done until you until right. you book those first entries, um, but uh, but a lot uh, you know a lot of banks very far along, and then you know, um, and I know we're going to get into this a little bit later, but uh, you know some banks are are a little bit further behind, um, and of course you know the the pandemic kind of uh, 
has has kind of refocused some attention, particularly, you know, for some banks that that um, you know they needed to really devote their time towards um, you know getting helping their customers get through the pandemic. So uh, just um, there's as expected there's a there's a range um, as to where banks are at uh, as it comes to Cecil uh, readiness and, and so okay. And one thing, one thing that's, uh, you know, you hear people talking about that, you know, the pandemic was the worst time to uh, implement this, adopt the standard, or I don't know, it could have been the best time. It certainly was a, um, mm. a scramble, though. Um, right. And I think that it got, and it was a scramble for whether you were on Cecil or not, right? Because there was just a lot of concern, definitely a lot of heightened risk. Uh, at the, when we're talking like first quarter of 2020, uh, a lot more, uh, heightened risk that was perceived out there. Hmm. Um, so everyone was scrambling, doing a lot more detailed work than they ever thought they would be. Um, I think that, um, uh, that, you know, one of the things with, with Cecil that was put in or one of the intents of Cecil was to, um, you know, earlier identify, um, you know, credit losses that were kind of over the, um, over the, on the horizon, you know, much earlier. Um, we didn't even get a chance to test that. Right. Um, yeah. because the pandemic just hit bam, all of a sudden, you know, you're living in a new world. So, you know, for going forward, you know, with that, the, the implementation didn't get a chance to test that. Um, and we all thought it would because we were kind of on a um, uh, we were in a decent economy in 2019. Um, and the intent was to say, OK, well, we think that there's going to be a downturn. We can put that in. Yeah. And that, that just didn't right. get a chance. To yeah. 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 Everybody was kind of mentioning that, you know, the kind of the, that had been a while since the last downturn. Right. I mean, so in 2019, it, it had been you know, almost 10 years and right. that's longer than a, a typical cycle. So there is definitely, yeah, uh, I think in the industry, anticipation as to, well, how, you know, how is Cecil going to perform as we, you know, we had hoped slowly move into a minor downturn, but, um, you know, <laughs> yeah, I think in the yeah. industry, we all thought that, uh, that kind of minor downtown was going to, occurred in like 2017 or something like that, right? Well, right, right, right. <laughs> well, yeah. So, so I, you, I, uh, Josh, I think you touched on this a little bit. I mean, there is, I mean, you have, uh, you know, the money center banks and large corporates, and then you have the community banks. What has been the take up or effect of Cecil on those two different cohorts of banking? Yeah. So, I mean, just to start off, I mean, Cecil definitely poses a variety of challenges regardless of bank size. Um, mm -hmm. That being said, some of the challenges can definitely be different. Um, you know, the largest banks had some of, I'll, I'll call it like the, the bones in place, uh, you know, right. from stress testing, you know, so the model validation teams, um, and, and a lot of them had this stuff in place even before, before, uh, a lot of those regulatory requirements, but just they, you know, the forecasting, the, um, you know, kind of the, the use of, um, 
modeling based on assumptions and forecasting and, 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 and those types of things. We're definitely uh, more robust at, at, at larger institutions. Um, that saying they, they had a significant amount of, of time and effort to get those processes up and running and, you know, and then to adjust those processes through, you know, the, particularly through the first six to nine months of uh, 2020. But for community banks, a lot of those concepts like uh, the forecasting, um, yeah. model risk management, um, you know, those types of things just, you know, aren't as established or aren't necessarily in place. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, so yeah, so that's, it's a different, it's a challenge of like being introduced to some new concepts, um, and a lot of uncertainty as to, well, what is going to be required of us as community banks? I mean, we've been hearing from regulators and from the FASB that, you know, less sophisticated institutions will be, you know, there'll be less, um, you know, complex, you know, CECL solutions, I'll call them, um, required of them, um, you know, just to kind of make the, the CECL process commiserate with the size of the institution. There've been a lot of talk of that, but, but that is, I mean, we haven't implemented yet that, that hasn't really, um, come to fruition. Let's say, I will say though, that the scale model and the scale methodology so just to clarify that there's a couple of different things here, the scale right. tool and the scale methodology really help establish what I'll call the other side of the playing field, right? If you, if you think of it as a range of practice or a, a playing field with markers, you know, from maybe one end zone to the other. Um, and, and I, there are other analogies out there. So if there's a better one, you know, it can certainly switch gears, but <laughs> you know, think about the, the, you know, the biggest banks, uh, kind of on one side, the, you know, the ones that started implementation, maybe they're out through the 15, 20 yard line, right? It's close to 200 of the 5,000 banks, um, right. in, in the U S. And so nobody was really sure where, well, where's that other side of the field? Where's that end zone? Um, um, and so scale kind of feels like, well, that's kind of the limit of, um, you know, of, of where you could go in terms of range of practice. And now it's really just defining that a little bit better, filling in, you know, the, the gaps from, you know, current established practices, you know, you know, because the, the non-public banks that are, not eligible for the scale tool, um, you know, could certainly take some concepts from that and have a better understanding of, okay, if these small, you know, the sm banks smaller than me are required to do this and the banks larger than me, kind of look both ways. Um, and then even the banks that do qualify for the scale tool, there's, there's things within the scale tool. There's also a determination of whether it's appropriate based on a whole host of, um, considerations so you know but it, it is it's it's been helpful that you know in these last few months that the the, the fed has come in and, and kind of provided um what i'll call you know help define the the range of practice yeah, yeah one thing that uh 
in regards to how the large banks versus the small banks and implementation is, is really a lot of it is about their um, individual portfolios. Large banks tend to have much bigger uh, proportion of their loan portfolio in consumer mm-hmm. lending. Smaller banks, mainly commercial and in particular commercial real estate. So there are various there. There's very different. There there are very different um, ways that you would an, you would probably analyze it within uh, uh, Cecil, and and you saw that. Um, Kind of in in you know the loss coverage ratios through through the pandemic, where you know the the larger banks had larger uh, overall uh, coverage ratios, smaller ones had, did uh, were smaller. Uh, but a lot of that was because some people thought it was because it was because of Cecil. Well, it was really because of how the uh, you know the the expectations and the analysis that goes into consumer lending versus the uh, um, uh, versus uh, commercial. So you know that that had a big impact, uh, but it also un, uh, you know covers uh, or involves uh, different uh, ways to forecast and the implications of those forecasts. So you know as 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 Josh mentioned, you know scale is kind of sets the other boundary of simplicity. Um, and so, uh, it, you know, it also, I think maybe we'll get into this later on, uh, just, you know, kind of setting and how pure, uh, data can, uh, be, be used to. So, uh, but the, the portfolio content, uh, certainly had a, a big impact between big and small bank. So I just want to level set. I mean, when you were talking about the scale tool, you're yeah. talking about the federal reserves, scalable CECL mm-hmm. allowance for losses estimator. Is that what we're yeah, focusing on? You know, that, that, that like 60K, or 60K yeah. byte spreadsheet, you know. Right, and that came out in July, correct? Correct. Well, I did the, the, the methodology and tool um, were both kind of released as part of that Fed webinar. Um, so the methodology, so the tool is a way to implement the methodology. The methodology mm. itself um, has more to do with the ability to use proxy data. So Mike mentioned pure data. Um, it, it, what it, in, in my mind, what it does is it just it gives so even banks that aren't using the tool necessarily or don't qualify to use the tool, it it kind of that methodology of maybe going out um, and using um, pure data that already has some of the information baked in and then Mm -hmm. either extracting that information or, um, you know, or or using it in some way becomes an acceptable uh, practice, obviously subject to, um, you know, conversations with your regulators and auditors and, and all of that. But, um, you know, so, so, so for example, if you are in a newer portfolio, even, you know, you, you might want to look at call report data. You might want to look at, um, you know, for, if you have public peers, uh, some of the, um, kind of baked in, um, guide three related data, those types of things that might uh, really help point you um, to a better estimate, right? It just, right. it just makes me think that like you, you, you want, you know, it's an estimate and, and the better tools, the more tools uh, that you have in, you know, available to you, um, 
it just allows you to make that, you know, that best judgment that you can. Right. So I want to get off the tool for a little bit, but and focus around the issue of, and you mentioned it a little bit earlier, the pandemic. Um, I mean, of course, you know, the pandemic came in and like blew up everybody's business forecasts, their models, their plans. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, you know, in terms of banks, you know, not only was it in the midst of implementing Cecil, but there's all this new money sloshing through the system. You know, there's, there's the PPP loans, there's, you know, how has the pandemic and the pandemic related programs affected Cecil adoption? Um, maybe you can talk about that a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. So, so there's, there's a variety of ways that, um, things that occurred via the pandemic have impacted Cecil, but I'll just loss estimation, credit loss estimation in general, right? This, so these aren't right. necessarily specific to Cecil, but, um, you know, to, to loss estimation, uh, credit loss estimation techniques in general. Um, so the, you know, unprecedented levels of support really, you know, I think probably prevented a lot of charge-offs, right? Yeah. Um, you know, you know, it, 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 it put, um, American people and businesses in many instances in a position where, um, you know, they, they didn't get, you know, their, they, they were able to, um, to, to pay. Um, but even more importantly was the banks really stepping up and, um, you know, just offering, um, kind of a break, a timeout for consumers, you know, you know, so that they didn't have to pay, they didn't have to worry about that. Um, and so there were government programs certainly that helped with that, but, you know, it, it was, it was, um, you know, just kind of like everybody all in this together period of time. Um, but one thing that's going to come out of that is you're going to have all the skewed data, right? right you're not right. going to, you know, so when you see an unemployment rate of, I don't, I don't know what it hit over 15%. Um, it's, it's been a while since I've looked at those numbers mm-hmm. and, and zero losses or, or minimal losses, mm-hmm. you know, correlated with that. I mean, that's not just, that's just something that's not going to, you know, and we, we talked about modeling and model risk management and, you know, those types of things, there's going to have to be a lot of thought to, you know, how are we going to be able to use the data coming out of this pandemic in our credit loss estimates? Um, similarly with, with, with TDRs, right. Um, you know, and, and I say TDRs meaning more, um, you know, kind of, individual uh impaired loans potentially um actually that's i probably don't want to necessarily associate those two uh forgive me um but uh but you know just like the 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 tdr holding off on the tdrs um i think also just maybe um skew some of the information I think this time maybe in a, in a better way because I think TD, TDRs don't necessarily, um, you know, aren't necessarily a, a, a good way to um, book uh, a, an appropriate um, law, credit loss estimation onto your balance sheet. So 
And I think actually one thing now, now that I think about it, I think the point I wanted to get to, and I apologize for for, no, for going getting getting um, to it kind of cir- cir- in a in a circular route. Uh, but the fact that banks were able to, um, you know, during the pandemic, so not necessarily talking about the data after the pandemic, but during the pandemic, were able to really step up and um, kind of keep their balance sheets. Um, you know, solid, not just solid, but, uh, you know, get, have good solid, um, estimates, credit loss estimates, you know, really good process without TDRs. And they're able to, right. you know, kind of, kind of maintain, um, you know, good financial reporting demonstrating that TDRs maybe really should be a thing of the past. And, and, and FASB hmm. saw that and actually, I'm uh, not sure if if you noted a couple of weeks ago, FASB is going to be proposing uh, an elimination of TDRs for uh, institutions that have implemented CESOL. And one of the things that uh, one of the first things that we uh, did see in some comments by uh, some of the modeling people at larger banks was something that we were expecting to see only from the smaller banks, and that is the pandemic and everything was going on. Uh, they needed more granular data and, mm-hmm. you know, an easy, an easy, uh, 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 an easy uh, example is like, is your commercial real estate uh, for a hotel versus a, uh, you know, a data center thing like that. So it has very significant, significantly different uh, credit risk uh, assessments of that, but you you did you you saw that going into a whole lot of different kind of uh, business um, you know evaluations of individual uh, business uh, commercial borrowers. So I was expecting you know we we all knew that the uh, there would be issues in regards to the smaller companies needing a lot of data. That that was the same thing with the bigger companies too. This kind of this brought right. this out a lot. So I mean, I, I guess to wrap it up, I mean, and, and excuse me if this is a sort of an ignorant question, but I have to ask it: Is like, can any of the data use you know from the pandemic be really thought of as? usable going forward within Cecil because it's such a, like you, you pointed out, there's a timeout, there's a, all these unusual things going through the system, or is this sort of like, are we starting, are banks starting from a point now? Yeah, I, mean, I, don't, I, I mean, I think that's how the data is going to be used. It's certainly going to be um, an ongoing discussion. I we certainly know yeah. that regulators are very interested um, in, in, in that spe- specific question of how is this data going to be used. And so um, I don't think you can ever just throw out a whole right. period of data and pretend it didn't happen. Mm-hmm. Um, but whether it's kind of adjusted or weighted or whatever, I think it's going to be an, an ongoing conversation. And one of the things that in regards to you know what kind of specific data uh, has to do with what, what collateral values and collateral values largely held up, right? And yeah, so, yeah. and so, you know, with that in mind, you know, you're probably your probabilities of default or what have you might still have a consistent um, uh, relationship to what those uh, 
uh, you know, overall collateral values or property values uh, would be. So, you know, I guess you could, this might be something that they would uh, uh, use in the future. Just how granular those uh, those data points get, uh, that might be the big question. How And, and, and again, that probably goes back to my, uh, my point of everybody wanting really granular uh, information. Yeah. Great. Those are my questions. I really appreciate you taking the time. So I want to thank you very, sure. very much for this conversation. Sure. Thank you. Great. Uh, yeah.